Am I Reister or am I wrong? The NFL is dead wrong for leaving Antonio Brown in professional purgatory. I 100% agree with him. Mike Tyson is going to fight Roy Jones, and that is the best sports thing that has happened in 2020. MLB players are kneeling. Get over it. Get out the way or get run over. And Jamal Adams eviscerates Adam Gase, and he deserved it. And black coaches need more opportunities. Am I right or am I wrong? Is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, fire. Facts only. Check your feelings at the door. This ain't the place for the left, the right, snowflakes, or social justice warriors, and absolutely no BS. I keep it 100. Uh, Make sure you guys give it a thumbs up. Leave a five-star rating wherever you're listening to podcasts. If you want to get in touch with me, send an email, gwpodcast at unafraidshow.com. Make sure you subscribe and tell a friend. But we will start with Antonio Brown, though. Uh, So he put out a post that said, to the NFL, the fact that you refuse to provide a deadline and the reason for the fact that you won't resolve your investigation is completely unacceptable. I demand you provide me clarity on this situation immediately if you care about my well-being. My legal team continues to ask and you provide no answers. How is it that the league can just drag its feet on an investigation whenever it chooses and players just have to sit there in limbo? Uh, I could not agree more with this because it is wrong. It's Bush League for the NFL to keep him in professional purgatory. Mind you, whatever the decision the NFL makes, we can argue about that after. But it's been almost a year since we have heard about this Antonio Brown thing. The NFL tries to act like an adjudication arm. It tries to act like the FBI, the police department, all of this. It is completely wrong. 100% like... They they aren't investigating Watergate. They're investigating whether they feel like he did something wrong or not. And I have long stated that the thing that people uh, say, the thing that people really hate about leagues is when they get into uh, legal battles with players. It's a bad look. Players, people just want to see games and enjoy the entertainment, not see the adjudication and see the the fight between the players and the league. It's completely wrong. So I'm not justifying anything Antonio Brown did or did not do. This isn't about guilt or innocence. Make a decision. He can't get signed by a team or not signed by a team as long as he is in this limbo and it is 100% wrong. The league needs to make a decision. And also, and also, it shouldn't even be adjudicating stuff to begin with. It, It is not a legal entity. Leave that to the police. Leave that to the investigators, the people that get paid to do it. Uh, The next thing up, Jamal Adams. He eviscerated New York Jets head coach, his head coach, Adam Gase, in an article that came out. And he said, and I quote, I don't feel like he's the right leader for the organization to reach the promised land. As a leader, what really bothers me is that he doesn't have a relationship with everybody in the building. And he goes on to say that when there are problems within the team, he leaves other people to do it. When they're playing bad at halftime, he lets somebody else talk. 
And I was like, Adam Gase is the, well, when he got hired by the Jets to begin with after being fired in Miami, I was like, they didn't really hire this dude. He is a failed head coach. 10 and 6, 6 and 10, 7 and 9, 7 and 9, even with teams that were supposedly good, had good talent. And if you look at players, I mean, everybody from Le'Veon Bell down to anybody else, particularly on the offensive side, they have not in any way, shape, form, or fashion had any of their best years. Players have their best years before they get to Adam Gase and when they leave Adam Gase. And the dudes don't like him. I mean, and he is the perfect example of why black head coaches are so frustrated with hiring practices. He was a bad head coach in Miami. Players have their worst seasons. He gets fired, but then immediately rehired. He doesn't go back to go be a coordinator or something. Immediately rehired. Why you got black coaches like Eric Bieniemy and other players who aren't getting, and other coaches who aren't getting a shot. This is why the league tried to come up with some cockamamie rules for incentivizing uh, clubs for hiring black coaches. There is no reason why there are only three minority head coaches in out of 32 teams, two of them black. There's over 70% of the league is black and it's been that way for a long time. So many of these dudes go into coaching. So I don't know exactly how to fix the problem, but you, but you, it is very clear that race plays a factor in getting hired. It's not that black head coaches aren't less competent or qualified. They hire special teams coaches. They just did it with the Giants. I mean, come on. You don't have to be a coordinator. You don't have to be any of this. But the, the truth is 6% of the head coaches are black. Now, when they put the Rooney rule in, it was more of them then. There should not be a quota on how many black coaches that there should be because it is supposed to be a meritocracy. The best man should get the job, but that's not what's happening. They aren't getting the opportunities. And it is because owners and general managers, they generally feel more comfortable hiring people who look like them. It's subconscious even. It, some of it may be conscious because uh, Woody Johnson has allegations hurled at him right now, who is the owner of the Jets. So, yeah, so it may be not subconscious with him. It might have actually been conscious, but that's why his team sucks. Um, they hire people with similar backgrounds and upbringing. They're like, oh, I connect with this guy. I get it. This makes sense to me. I feel good about this. And they don't have that same connection with people of color because pretty much all the owners are white. The majority owners. NFL, you got Shy Khan too. But they feel comfortable there. So they have to be able to step past their, their bias and the way that they see the world and say, hold up. I have to figure out how I'm going to hire the best coach possible. And that has not been happening. Um, next thing up, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones are fighting September 12th. And this is the best thing, the best sports thing that the pandemic has given us. It took away so many sports, March Madness, delayed baseball, NBA's not fully back yet. I, and I was just like, take my money right now. 
I don't care how much the pay-per-view is. I'm not trying to bootleg it, nothing. I am all in. And Mike Tyson is starting this Legends League, if you haven't heard about it. It's a league where they're trying to get all, it's like the big three, but for different sports. They're not just going to be doing um, uh, boxing. It's going to be all old guys continuing to play and rekindling our are the way that we see them super excited about that. Um, so yeah, so I'm all in take my money, Mike Tyson, but quick Mike Tyson story, uh, like Mike Tyson. Now, when you see the videos, he's still very intimidating. Um, I was in Las Vegas a bunch of bunch of years ago with my girlfriend at the time. She had on a little short dress. We were going to go see, O at the Bellagio, we're walking in, whichever interest we came in, you can either go to the right, go to the left, or go straight. Straight was quicker, but you could either go 15 seconds to the right or to the left and um, out of your way. Mike Tyson, this is old Mike Tyson. This is Pitbull without a leash Mike Tyson, uh, unaware of like not mentally healthy Mike Tyson. Walking down, this dude has a sniffer of something brown in his hand. Probably, you know, he probably got some yak, some Remy, something in there. And he goes on, he grabs his dick and points to this young lady. And is like, yo, why don't you suck my dick, bitch? I was like, uh, oh, okay. So I have a choice. I can either continue to walk into Mike Tyson Take the 15, 20 second route to the right or the left to avoid this. And I decide because I know I have choices and she lived with me at the time. So if I walk down into Mike Tyson and he pulls these same antics, mind you, I'm still in the NFL. So this is a while ago and I have choices because if he does this, I can either stand up to him, which could result in a fight. And mind you, I'm big, I'm strong, so I think I at least got a one-punch chance. But this dude got punched in the face for a living by heavyweights. And I'm a heavyweight. So maybe my one-punch chance ain't as good as I think it is. Or he does it, and I just have to take the L and just say, oh, well, baby. And then I got to go home with her. And she's like, oh, really? You didn't stand up for me, huh? And I'm like, yeah. So I chose. So we chose... To, to take the route around. And then I got back to my teammates in Jacksonville and I told them what happened. And a couple of these dudes had the nerve to say, oh, George, I can't believe you, uh, can't believe you uh, got scared of Tyson. I would walk right into him. You a damn lie. So anyways, that was a quick Mike Tyson story. Uh, next thing up, the Yankees versus the Nationals. Video was tweeted out of them kneeling before the game. Dodgers did the same thing. Only, I believe, Mookie Betts actually kneeled during the national anthem. And people were very, very upset. Even before this, you've had people saying, oh, we're going to boycott the NFL, boycott MLB, boycott NASCAR, boycott everything. Yeah, okay. Um, But the first thing that came to my mind was, Get those sons of bitches off the field. (laughs) Yeah, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. And neither are you. Because the world is changing in front of your eyes. 
The world has changed. I mean, if you really think about it, the world has changed from the 60s. People fought against it then with civil rights. Now they're fighting against it now. So the world is changing. So you either have to get on board, get out of the way, or get run over because it's happening. There's nothing you can do to stop it. And guess what else we all know? We all know you are not boycotting, pretending to boycott. We all know the NFL proved it. And if you are boycotting, you aren't a real fan anyway. Because think about this. If you really love college football, the NFL, MLB, any of this, is there anything that some that a team can do that would make you stop loving that sport? Mm, no, not at all. You might change teams for a particular reason, but you're not just abandoning the sport if you are a real fan. Nobody can take the love of baseball out of your heart or the love of college football, love of the NFL. Nobody can take it out of your heart if you are a true fan. It's either in you or not. And the NFL proved that these so-called boycotts are non-existent. Uh, Nike proved it too. You had Clay Travis talking about the NFL was doomed. The Nike was doomed. Yeah, right. Nike stock price, he, he said it was going to happen in a year. Didn't happen. Stock price way up. Same thing with the NFL. Ratings were down in 17. True. 14.9 million. 18, 2018, 15.8, 19, 16.5. This whole time players have been kneeling. But the thing that wasn't accounted for was cord cutting. Uh, people who were watching uh, on their phones weren't counted. That's why you had viewership still going up, but ratings went down for a second. They had to figure out how to recount it. But they still finished with 46 of the top 50 telecasts during the season of the whole year. And then last year, 47 of the top 50. No team lost money. Not one. Despite what everybody, despite what people will tell you. They're like, oh, the NFL was hit hard. No, they weren't. Revenues have gone up every single year. If you do not affect the money, you cannot force them to do anything. And it proved it. So you can be mad all you want to, but it does not matter. And truthfully, politics have always been a part of sports. Always. Boycotting Olympics. The Mitchell Report. Kurt Flood. Free agency. The Vietnam War. Politics have always been a part of sports. People just don't like the issue that, that players are bringing up right now. It makes them feel uncomfortable. Makes them feel, it makes them question people's um, patriotism. No, you can love the country and still feel like this is your home. And at the same time, feel like that there's stuff that needs to get fixed. Because truth be told is this, is that I know that, People fake boycotting that you hate to see all this kneeling and all that. It, it makes you uncomfortable. But get over it or go watch Cornhole because America will unite and be great for everyone. 
for the first time, not again, but for the first time. We will heal and we will get through this and we will be great for the first time. Last thing up, the Big 12, the Big 12 put out a statement today. They said that they still have time to make a decision about fall sports. So at what point do we have to make a decision? We haven't gotten there yet, but I do also recognize that if we get a go slash no go point, we'll be prepared to act very quickly and pivot on a dime. Uh, No, you're at that point right now. The season is scheduled to start in six weeks. They said they can wait at least two more weeks. You can't because the NCAA already said that you need six weeks for players to be able to get prepared. And if they don't get that time, injuries are going to go up. When there was a work stoppage in 2011 in the NFL, injuries went up by 25%. Achilles injuries more than doubled. Hamstring injuries went up by 44%. And the rest of injuries went up as well. It's because it is dangerous to play such a physical game when you have been off and you are not continuing to uh, to have that level of intensity. So the Big 12 has proved again why you need, uh, why this is professional ball. Why players need to have be able to trade on their name, image, and likeness. Because it is big business for everybody else except for the players. And the Big 12 is not thinking about everybody's health and safety. The Pac-12, for the first time, has the best plan. Play 10 conference games, You multiple bye weeks. You have flexibility in case you need to cancel a game. The ACC looks like they're getting on board. Big 12, dragging behind. The SEC, they're slowly coming into it. Because once you have all these sports being pushed back, that may be the optimal scenario. But either way, you got to push it back some because players need those six weeks to get back in shape, to be able to play without getting hurt. Forget the coronavirus. Not even with coronavirus withstanding. Take care of the players, man. So frustrating to see this. I'm George Reister. Peace out. Catch you guys Monday.